This is Hope FM. On this uh, last day of February this year, on Rare Disease Day, I thought we'd find out a little bit about a rare disease. And the person we've got to come on to speak uh, to us about it is is Kaz Randall. A good lunchtime, Kaz. Hello there, Dan. Thank you so much for having me on today. Well, it's brilliant to have have you on on this uh, uh, rare disease uh, day. Tell us tell us your story, uh, really, with um, something that I hadn't heard of until I spoke to you earlier on in the week. It's called clear cell. Okay, so talking about um, clear cell carcinoma, it's a rare cancer, um, and I had it last year. I was diagnosed. Um, a week before my birthday last year, um, which was hard enough. And even though I was told in November in Stanford Airport, where I normally work, um, on a shift that on the phone literally you wouldn't believe that, would you, uh, that I had borderline cancer, um, I could tell by the, the call that it was serious, um, but obviously didn't realise it was a rare cancer at that moment. It was only until I had a call shortly after this journey started where the hospital was ringing, which is Addenbrooke, I'd like to say in Cambridge, which is an amazing hospital, um, ringing me saying, um, would you be interested in some sort of um, clinical trial in the future um, regarding your cancer? And I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, Then it obviously transpired that mine was a rare cancer, uh, clear cell carcinoma, you say it to people and they're like, well, what's that? Mm. So it comes under the ovarian umbrella of ovarian cancer, but it actually is to do with the endometrium. Mm. Um, So obviously the women out there listening, um, it is uh, purely it's cell cancer. So it kind of gets away from the tumour, if you like. So most people have it localised. Unfortunately, with clear cell, it can get in places all over your body without sometimes you realising until you get a lump or it's gone to stage four or you have maybe symptoms that would menopause, uh, sorry, would mask menopause Mm. or HRT would be masked by that. So there's a lot in it. um, And working with Professor Brenton there on Cancer Research UK at Cambridge University Hospital, what an amazing uh, team they have, trying to find that treatment for clear cell yes he deals with ovarian cancer in general and the statistics are not great for ovarian you know but with rare disease when we go back to that that's what clear cell carcinoma is a rare disease so there is no treatment obviously if anyone facing a cancer diagnosis that's going to be a hammer blow isn't it it's going to be a really worrying time i mean um had you um, finding out that it's something called a clear cell carcinoma i mean had you heard of clear cell before your own diagnosis no never Hmm. no never no and that's interesting isn't it so if i'd never heard of it Hmm. so now because i now know so much about it I want to reach out to others. I want to get the message out there. I want to, you know, it's the 20s, 30s and 40-year-olds, you know. They're the ones, whether they hopefully don't get it, but if there are symptoms, you know, and they're not sure, 
just check it out because you just don't know. You mentioned that obviously maybe young, younger women are more susceptible perhaps um, to, to having a clear cell but you mentioned there um, sometimes um, symptoms of the menopause or HRT often often mask those symptoms and it maybe doesn't reveal itself so are we, are we saying that younger people are actually more susceptible or was it, was it, is it all ages really? Well, to be honest, the, the group that I opened up last year on my first battle, uh, my Clear Cell Carcinoma Support Group on Facebook, mm. um, they are ranged between 30, 40, 50, 60, and that's about it, to be honest. That's the sort of ages that I speak to. However, they are in the US and all over the world. Mm. However, um, what, I'm, what I'm really concerned about is I'm not having any people coming forward in the UK. Mm. I've got the lovely Tracy in Northern Ireland, bless her, who um, has had a reoccurrence twice um, with hers, and thanks to us, she's okay again. Um, however, there are different forms of um, ovarian cancer once again. So uh, clear cell carcinoma is a rare disease, and she has that, but sometimes different blood groups, different bodies can take different medicines, if that makes sense. Mm. Sadly for me, it's not the case. So um, whether it's genetic mutation going on there, that's why these trials are so important. Mm. You've probably heard about them, Dan. You know, they are, there's uh, genetic testing and they're doing um, carb inhibitors, which basically means that they can do like um like a drug they can use to ward off the cancer, if you like. But once again, that falls under trial. So it's all going on, but they just haven't found the one for clear cell. And that's frightening, isn't it? People who are being diagnosed with clear cell, um, then um, are, are they being diagnosed from their like maybe regular regular screenings if they've had um, cancer scares in the past, or are they are they picking it up because of certain symptoms? Do you know some of the stories? I had a lady there I was reading on my group, and she literally has had no problem mm. at all, and suddenly it just appeared. There's a perfect example, mm. and she obviously I have had a lot of problems um, in that area most of my life. But for her, she's 31 now, and she had nothing, and then clear cell appeared. So you can see we don't under the characteristics, we don't understand the characteristics, we don't under understand the histology. We want to know how it works. And with clear cell, you know, I can honestly tell you that I was told this second reoccurrence, if I'd have had it in the lymph node, which mm. is where the secondary cancer is uh, metastasized from the left to the right I would have gone to stage 4 if that had been on my first diagnosis so that's what I'm saying mm. clear cell moves fast so my surgery is the 13th it was the 7th but you know obviously there are people that need to be seen mm. like the rest of us however you know I need to be it needs to move fast for me as well because it can start moving fast around your body so that's and that's cool that's it. That's the 13th of March, you're saying you've got your, your next surgery? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you don't mind me asking, because um, I, I know you want to be open and honest with this, what, what's the prognosis at, at this stage regarding your, your, your second diagnosis um, of a clear cell? And obviously, cancers are, are different to, to different people. Um, what's the usual prognosis for something like, like clear cell? Okay, so to put it bluntly, 
you know, it's not all about the staging with clear cell, unfortunately. Mm. Most cancers are about staging. Um, so mine's 1C going into stage 2. Um, and that still is not a great, uh, you know, survival rate. Because if this surgery doesn't work, there is no treatment, as I've said categorically. So where do you go from here? It's just trial and error. Well, you know, we'll do our best. Of course you'll do your best because there isn't anything. So I'm realistic to know that it's five years if I'm lucky, although this is the second diagnosis, so we may as well say four years, um, if they don't find it. And I've had to come to terms with that. You know, I've only just hit 50, you know, um, and I, I still celebrated my birthday having a second cancer diagnosis over my head. But in my mind, Dan, I want to help others so that's always at the forefront. And I think that's what keeps me strong. However, I do, do get frustrated when I'm really, really trying to get this message out there. I'm reaching out everywhere possible. Um, and I'm still, I don't know. Is, it, is there something missing that I'm doing, Dan? I don't know. Is it is the fact that clear cell um, is is a rare disease then and maybe not enough like you said the the treatment options um are limited apart from uh the the surgery um is it because it's a rare disease that means that those treatment options um, aren't going to be found um anytime soon or is it those treatment options aren't available because of the unique nature of a clear cell is it the fact that it is a rare disease which is the the big uh, almost like brick wall uh, to breaking through um to to treatment do you know what dan everything you said is exactly right those two things you said yes exactly you know it, it is unique in its own way and you know it's not even clear cell carcinoma obviously that's the one i'm concentrating on uh but rare diseases in general there's just not enough you know and so me helping in any way i can you know with cancer research uk you know it's going to be lovely having you know professor brendan today at maggie's at adenbrook's in cambridge to have an interview well, with him let, let's mention that then are you talking about the, these positive things the, this push that you're doing to try and raise awareness um then Kaz? What, what sort of things have you been doing and what, what have you got lined up in cambridge today okay so today um i'm heading over to maggie's which is a cancer um a cancer support group place um and they've obviously supported me as well that's how i got to know them um, and I've collaborated with them through Macmillan for a support grant to raise funds to find not just the treatment for clear cell, but also ultimately um, raise awareness and do fundraising any way I can to for them to afford to put the research for the treatment for clear cell. So whatever I can do for to help me and others with this um, obviously rare disease, but ultimately, getting that message. So having Professor Brenton there today uh, will be even better because he knows all about it. He's leading the program mm. at Cambridge University Hospitals uh, for clear cell and ovarian cancer in general. So he is the man that will be able to explain it more than I can. And I think that's what's so important, having that relationship with him is to be able, because obviously he knows about my cancer, you know, so he can talk about that. And that's why I need him there. Um, and what an honour to have him again, as I did on my radio show last year. Um, so 
obviously Julian Clover will be covering that on Cambridge 105. And that's wonderful because, once again, it's going out on the radio. But you know what, Dan? It'd be nice to get it on the telly as well. Yeah. I mean, I've designed these T-shirts now for clear cell carcinoma, and they're really taking off. I was quite surprised how much, you know, people are donating their five-pound minimum, and it's wonderful. I've had um, offers in the U.S. as well for it to be shipped there. So it's, 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 it's slowly growing. Everything's growing. You know, the clear cell support group I started in the middle of, my chemo last year. Yeah, to touch members now. You took, you, yeah, I wanted to touch upon that because, of course, um, the, the the fundraising to um, try, try and get get the money to put towards research and to to try and have a breakthrough of somewhere is is one thing. But as we see um, with either a lot of charities or other other types of cancer as well, that support from um, other people going through the same thing is is absolutely massive. And you you set up a um, Facebook group, didn't you, for people uh, called? Kill Clear Cell Sisters, isn't it? Yeah, Clear yeah. Cell Sisters, that's right, yeah. So Clear Cell Carcinoma Support Group, and they are my Clear Cell Sisters. And it, it, it is, it, it has helped me as much as I hope that it helps them. Fantastic. Well, you've got this. So you've got this event in um, in Cambridge today. I know you're very busy today with uh, radio interviews and um, obviously uh, with this with this event coming up um, later on um, today. If people want to find out about the work, you mentioned those those T-shirts that you, you got there as well. Where can people go online to just to find out about your story or to potentially even even donate um, to to the cause? Yeah. So basically, um, I'm at the minute. We're just set, finishing setting up, um, you know, whether it's a just giving or whatever for the T-shirt. So for the moment, obviously, if they want to find me on Facebook under Rose Shamrock Randall, all of the information is on there. Or also, it's on Insta- I'm on Instagram as well um, as Shamrock has. Um, so you will find me. I'm on most social media platforms, so it will be easy to find me. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping today, you know, I know people don't want to come forward. I understand sometimes you don't want to talk about it. But the more we talk about it, the more, hopefully, you know, there is going to be more um, funding for this research to get this treatment for this cancer. You know, I'm hoping to be standing here talking to you again, Dan, you know, not you turning around and saying, well, sadly, they didn't, she didn't make it. You know, let's hope that's not the case. But unfortunately, this is how serious this is. And I can't reiterate enough how much, you know, the fact that they want to reach out even... I know some people aren't in the Cambridge area, but there are Maddie centres all around, I'm sure. So pop in there, you know, and and, and get advice there. Uh, Macmillan are a fantastic organisation. They've helped me. They can help you. Um, You know, so I I was on the National Macmillan site uh, for last year's um, prognosis. So... You know, if you want to have a look at that, that's on there Mm. under Kaz Randall. Do check that out. That's last story. And I'm hoping to get this one out as well on National Macmillan very soon. Yeah, and also all all sorts of resources and information on on rare cancers, including uh, clear cell carcinoma over at macmillan.org.uk. And also give you the Macmillan support line as well that um, you can ring at any time 0808 808 0000. Honestly, everyone... Don't be scared to pick up that phone, yeah? They're absolutely amazing. This is Hope FM.